Episode 43, G Money Jams across from me, a man notorious for his ludicrous shouts and predictions very hardly turning correct. Uh, the notorious ones this past weekend. GMG. <laughs> How was your match last night? Another L. Another L. Okay, we'll get that out of the way then. We can just move on. <laughs> Dude, I, I smashed it last week. Man City 1 0 called it. Team of Werner Popinoff called it. Thank you for the drinks tonight, by the way. We're now 3 2. In the fantasy fucking four. And we're starting off this week with some hot takes. We've got five teams each that we've picked out of out of the twenty in the Premier League. Just for shits and giggles, after four to five games now, give me a hot take for your first team. My first take is gonna be in Merseyside. On the blue half of Merseyside. And I will not predict that Everton will achieve some glorious high finish where it ends in ribbons and, and, and salty Liverpool fans. But I will say this. Dominic Calvert-Lewin will win the Golden Boot this year. I'll go the red half of Merseyside. The title defense is all but over. Losing Van Dyke this weekend. He's undergoing surgery to repair ligament damage to his right knee. It's massive. He's the man for Liverpool. I understand their firepower, but without Van Dijk, that is not the same Liverpool. I think the title defense could be over. Are you calling a crumble? I don't think they make top four. Oh. I'll, leave it, I'll leave it at oh. that. I don't think they make top four. Your next one. Aston Villa will finish in the top 10 this season. Maybe not a huge, huge gamble, oh, but yeah, average. top 10. Yeah. Burnley, rock bottom. Oof. Just doesn't look good. Nothing, nothing attractive, nothing appealing. Where are the goal's going to come from? I think they're rock bottom this year. If you're going to talk rock bottom, let's keep on that subject. And unfortunately, I'm going to be saying Sheffield United will be relegated this season. It's one of my top hot topics. Hot picks. And I, uh, it pains me to say it because I went from hot yeah. garbage to a big fan. But it doesn't look good for me. Right I think now. we all did. Yeah. We all became big fans, and now it's just a letdown every match. Some fantasy player involvement, some predictions I've gotten wrong on the year. It's just, it's not good to watch. Tottenham Hotspur will score the most goals in the league. They're the best going forward in my eyes right now. The most potent attack? Tottenham Hotspur? For this year. Oh, we shall see. I guess I'll raise you with the other side of London here. Arsenal will not finish in the top four this season. I think you put does it. Four I to five games in. I, I think you put them in. If I, and I think I'm going to change because my next one is going to be a change as well. That's all right. So no that's problem. my hot take. Uh, I'm I'm hot on Tottenham this week. I wasn't last week, and then I changed it every other week from there. But Man United. This is where the golden boot is coming in. Marcus Rashford comes from behind and he wins the Golden Boot race. Not off DCL, bro. There's no way. Rashford looked good against PSG, and he's he's missed that he's missed that finishing touch. The beginning few games of this year. Keep in mind they've only played four. Man United. I think things are about to get jiggy for the boy. 
and he could come from behind in this race already and stay there the remainder of the season to finish as the Golden Boot winner. All right, this one is going to be a tough one for me because this was one of my biggest and most, I guess you could say, volatile predictions of the season. And unfortunately, Mr. Roy Hodgson, I'm going to have to take you out of my top five. I'm sorry, out of my top seven. I predicted seventh place finish. What about out of the job? I don't think he'll lose his job. I think they'll let him see it off in dignity, but I do not see them in seventh position. And I think I, he needs to retire after this done. as well. But he won't. He'll probably go to India or China and learn another language. Roy. <laughs> and go on about his day. Having a sip for Roy right now. This pains me. It's a hot take. This is the sauciest one I've got yet. And it's that Lampard is out of a job by the end of the year. Oh, wow. <laughs> I think so. I just... That team's going to take about an entire year to gel. Yeah, we're scoring goals, but we're letting in a lot. And we have been letting in a lot since Lampard has taken over. Far more than we ever did under Sarri, Conte, the past few managers, to have somewhat of the same crop of players. Somewhat. Granted, Lampard's brought in the youth. I get it. It's fine. But there's just no defensive stability or tactics there at the moment in time. I think it could cost him his job. But I hope he stays. So, that's it. I'll take I'm trying, to, trying to sink that in. I mean, there's a, lot of, there's a lot of points you brought up here. Liverpool not in the top four. Frank Lampard losing a job. Dude, we're meant to, they're hot takes. We're meant to forget about him next week. You can quote me on him if you want. But <laughs> I mean, I just, I'm thinking after this past weekend's games, and that's always what you're going to base your next week's conversations up about. I have said a lot, but I think that we're in unprecedented times, and we're about to see an unprecedented Premier League season again. Well, we'll marinate on that and see what we get to. We will. Maybe we'll delete this episode at the end of it. But who else is being deleted at this moment in time? Well, it's Masut. Masut Ozil, Arsenal, um, have essentially ended his career there. Not his career, excuse me. His time at the club there. He's been left out of the Europa League squad. He's been left out of their Premier League squad now. Thoughts? I mean... This is an embarrassment to Arsenal. I think it's uh, harsh. I think a little harsh on Mesut Ozil and a disaster class by Arsenal. Paying this man this much money to not even want him to be involved is ludicrous. And if you're not going to get rid of him in the summertime, you got to get rid of him in January because he's just bleeding you dry. He's going to literally cut you from the inside. The man is paying for Gunnosaurus' salary while he's there. The fans want him to play. I don't even think you get the job of Gunnosaurus right now if he applies for it there. That's it. Maybe it's him under there the whole time. <laughs> I think it's a shame. I think it's a shame because... He, he's like, a world beater on his day. He's a world beater. I mean, we haven't seen that. We've seen that maybe one game every season for the past three seasons, right? For me, dude, it's that you've got a player who loves the club and loves the badge. He's publicly stated that multiple times. But I almost think he's got a Gareth Bale type of mindset as well when Bale's at Madrid. You know what I mean? Doesn't really care. You see him with his arms folded where, when the, the rest of the team's lifting up Zidane. I think he pretty much has that relationship with especially Arteta now. He's been pushed to the side. He's been cast away. 
Shout out to Tom Hanks. But I, th- I think it was Rick I was talking to. Maybe Arteta is also trying to make a point. Maybe he's trying to use Ozil as yo. This is, this is the real deal at Arsenal now. I'm I'm here to, basically implement, no the passengers. freaking game plan, plan. You know. So, I think it's a shame, but it'll be a massive wage bill that they cut up. I mean, yeah, he'll he'll get out of there in January and go to Turkey or Saudi Arabia or something. And Man, live the life. Yeah, I mean, he's got nothing else to prove. Everyone knows he's a World Cup winner. Here we are. House Divided Podcast, episode 243. Mesut finally retires. <laughs> the top four of the Premier League at this moment in time is still at the top of the table. Everton on 13 points. Aston Villa in second. The perfect team so far. The only team remaining perfect in this Premier League season still. Four wins out of four on 12 points. Behind them is Liverpool. The champions of last year sit three points off the top of the table, having played Everton this past weekend. And Leicester, tied with Arsenal and Wolves, but bettering both of them on goal difference in fourth on nine points. The bottom three, G. Down in the depths. Bikini bottom. Down in bikini bottom. This is rock bottom. And this is Barnley. And this is Sheffield United. And this is Fulham. All on one point. You will... All on one point, and this will be a mainstay for most of the season is this bottom three. I think so. Q and West Brom every now and then. Yeah. I don't think it's one of those where everyone from 20th to 14th could potentially go down this year. I think it is between four teams and four teams only. It's Those are the ones that have definitely looked the worst, and I think we can say goodbye to three of them come this time early next year. Certainly. And now, we're coming up with a new idea. We get one question here for every match that just took place this past weekend. We're going to alternate here. We've got one question, and that's it. That's the match recap. No limits to that's the all question. you could talk about. No limits to the question. No limits to the question. Just one question. I'll start off with Everton 2, Liverpool 2. Who got it wrong on Saturday? VAR, Michael Oliver, or the linesman? I think all of them. I mean, you're gonna you're gonna try to point to one specific person. I think it's a collective effort. I mean, stupidity at its finest. I mean, there was no consistency in decisions. I I don't know if it was offsides. I can't say that I would call it offsides. I mean, if it was against my team, I would say that's way too close of an angle to look at. Then you can talk about the Van Dyke injury. The play was dead. If it was offsides. If it was not offsides, what I mean, it was just shambles. We saw the worst side of it. But it was a great game to watch. Liverpool were rubbed. Liverpool were rubbed that goal. And that's why I put in the linesman. I'm not putting in the linesman for the Van Dyke incident. I'm putting in the linesman who got it. Essentially, he actually got it right. But now we've got VAR interfering. So for me, it was VAR this weekend. But on to the next. Tottenham versus West Ham. Jumping ahead. But was it a Tottenham screw-up? Or was it West Ham brilliance? It was a Spurs disaster class is what it was. 82 minutes on the board, you're up 3-0, and you blow it. And there's no other way to call it Spursy as hell. I mean, they had that game locked down. They should have had it put to bed, tucked away, and see in the morning. But they did not. 
And defensive liabilities plus a Lanzini wonder goal. Ooh, Put the man. nail in their coffin. He couldn't have hit that better. He could not have hit that better. All right. Next up, I want to talk to you about another team. Aston Villa won Leicester City nil. Are Aston Villa the real deal for you? They're not top four material. They're the real deal as far as reaching the potential that they've signed this year. That they've signed in the summer, they are playing exactly as those signings see fit for that team. And it's a good thing to watch if you're a Villa fan. So are they for real? Yes. Top four? Not yet. West Bromwich Albion and Burnley. Oof. We, we've, we've got this nail on the head as well. Will you ever watch <laughs> this fixture again? I don't know if I'll watch either of these two teams again, apart from them playing my team. Uh, no. I'll never watch that fixture again, just like I didn't watch it on the Would day. you pay, I think it was like £15 from what I saw online that they were charging to watch that match. Oh, I'm not paying that. I'm getting off that train. No they way. should pay me £15 to watch that game. <laughs> Chelsea 3, Southampton 3. Who's at fault for the loss? Or, excuse me, who's at fault for the draw on the Chelsea side? Kepa. Kepa's fucked up again, and it's a consistency thing. Obviously, my boy Mindy from the Mindy and Mindy Law Firm was not available this week and was not on the, uh, on the starting lineup. For your people. Mindy and Mindy. <laughs> but it was Kepa's fault. He fucked up. He's done. He's toast. But Zuma put him in that position. Yeah, but we've seen this too often from Kepa. And a confident goalkeeper clashes into his defender and does the, bin- does the business anyway. You crash into him, you say, I'm sorry. And you kick the fuck out of the ball and you move on. I'm going to give you the chance. <laughs> Is this the question for Arsenal Man City? <laughs> yes. The score was 1-0 City, by the way. This is our sixth edit. Sergio Aquero incident. <laughs> you had to do this to me. What are so your we're going to have to talk. To keep it brief, I'm going to give you the highlight points here. You should have never, ever put his hand on a referee. Let alone a woman. That's my one and only point. Agreed. Is not to put his hand on the referee. It's not like he fucking took this girl out to dinner and got a number and everything. I mean, it's like, I'm not going to, I'm going to end it right here. Don't put your hands on your referees. Don't. Next question, Newcastle, Man United. You threw me off here. Now my mind's in a bit of a scramble <laughs> off this. But uh, if we're going to talk about Newcastle, one, Manchester United, four. My question to you. Since we're on the topic of controversial subjects, I want you to explain to me how you feel about the Aaron Juan Bissaka story that's happening right now. All I know is that man is nasty. <laughs> he is nasty, bro. For those of you who don't know, Aaron Juan Bissaka is in like a love triangle, square, rectangle, hectagon, whatever you want to call it. He's having a baby with this woman. He's sleeping with this woman. and He's sending one on the train back to London. Oh, disrespectful. It's, it's not good. He's that's nasty. your England right back. But you know what? He's pocketed Neymar this past week in the I Champions can't talk League. shit. My right back got caught bringing some hookers yeah, in. Yeah, exactly, dude. <laughs> two players on your team. Let's not get it started. My shit. question, I mean, my answer to your question is, he's a dirty man. And that's nothing to look up to as right. for our young kids. As a, as a question <laughs> that pertains to the, a football-related question now, were you impressed by Manchester United at all? 
No, because I called it. Man United got a penalty. I said in the last minute they'd get it, but they got a penalty in the 52nd minute, and Bruno Fernandes had it saved. And it was just the type of game that Man United would win. I just know it. They they can let in the early goal. They can go down, but Newcastle is just not a team I feel like they, they often lose to. Um, I'm most impressed with, with Rashford, and that's the reason why I'm picking him for the golden boot now. Because I think you could just, once he gets on form, dude, it's hard to for him to fall off. He's consistent. Yes. I had him on my fantasy team last year, yes. so I know all too well about that consistency. Yep. So, Sheffield United won, Fulham won. Not a good day for your boy Mitrovic. Not a good day for, for really. my fantasy fucking four pick. Guy misses like six fucking chances stupid. wide open. Misses a penalty kick. Fucking four. Fucking four. The fantasy fucking four, because Mitrovic fucking fucked me. <laughs> we got kids who listen to this. <laughs> what manager had a worse day? Are you asking me or the kids? Yes. I'm asking you. (laughs) (laughs) Which manager had the worst day? Uh, This was a good day for Scott Parker because he left with a point. A bad day for Chris Wilder. Which manager loses his job first? I know that's a two-part question. Scott Parker loses his job before Chris Wilder. Before Christmas? Maybe. That's not an answer. Uh, Yes or no? That's tough. No. You're an analyst. You meant to... All right. They get a new manager for a late season inspiration to get them out of the bottom three. Crystal Palace, Brian, what you got for me? What I got is that this was not the most entertaining game, but these are both teams that have shown that they can win over the uh, over the course of the season. The old Seagull Eagle dire the uh, division rivalry here. And what's my question? My question for you, Churchill, is not a football question since we've been straying so far away from it this entire episode. My question is, what is the deadlier bird here? Are we talking eagle? Are we talking seagull? Mm-hmm. Is it a numbers game? I think... How many have of I got? Of course, one eagle versus one seagull is just is slaughter. Alright, no, give me how no. many eagles. Let's go three eagles versus... 50 seagulls. I think that's, that's Ooh, realistic. That's a lot of seagulls. Yeah, it's a lot of seagulls, but I think eagles have sharper talons, don't they? But are they just going to get absolutely the more the annihilated power by, by, the, by the seagull mine, shit? Mine, 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 <laughs> mine. Ah, yeah, I have to go seagulls, just strictly on numbers. So It could be a draw. That's, that's really what it is, <laughs> just like the weekend. It could be a draw. We have seen that... Three eagles versus 50 seagulls is just pure annihilation. There's, pure, not, there's no one left alive to do that. Pure annihilation, pure analysis from the HD boys. West Brom nil, Burnley nil. <laughs> <laughs> For more bird talk next week. <laughs> Will you ever watch these teams again? Yeah, of course. Because that's our, that's our job on here, is to watch these teams. Did you watch that match? I watched three minutes of that match. It was on. There was actually it was on a bar TV while I was working, and I glanced at it maybe twice, and realized that I wasn't missing a goddamn thing. <clears throat> Leeds Wolves. This is one that I thought was going to be a high-scoring game, to be honest, because you saw both these teams that are ready to roll, ready to go at you, have definitely a lot of attacking options going forward. My question to you is this. 
can Wolves improve on their last two years? Or do you think they're kind of stuck in that same spot? I don't know, because I feel like Wolves are winning boring right now, which is great for your season. Those are the type of games that you need to come away with a 1-0 win, but I feel like they're boring. I don't feel like he's using Adama Traore to his fullest. I understand he can come on and inject that pace for the you know final 30 minutes, but I think that's why they're in, as you say, a lull kind of phase. Because what they get do you think results. it would take for Wolves to move forward into that top six, top four conversation? Is it a big signing? Is it a change in philosophy? What do you think it is that's holding Wolves back? A killer instinct. Raul Jimenez is a, has a killer instinct. He does. But right now I'm saying that the manager is not using his best weapons. I still think he's got a few signings that have come in, obviously, so he's still trying to, every manager right now is still trying to figure out his best lineup. But for me, when you have the likes of Adama Traore, who's probably going to leave one day here soon in the near future, you have to appreciate that talent that you've got on your hands right now and I think get 70 minutes out of him rather than 30 minutes. So maybe Nuno... Is not the man to take them forward. But I love the job he's done so far. I'm not going to deny that. So, here's my short answer. I do have one question for you. Do you think your knees will be that good at 65 years old? Talking well, Marcelo Bielsa. I can hope. Because I've, I've, I've played this game now when I'm, whenever I can watch Leeds. And I will try to match Marcelo <laughs> in front of my TV, in my living room, at work, anything. I will, I will go down and try to see how long I can last watching the game and it is tough man i'll tell you i have nothing but respect for the guy because my knees are killing after about three minutes and this guy is holding rock steady for sometimes 10 20 minutes on end at what it seems like seen at least. Him go a whole half i mean he's definitely practiced that i mean he's got a, <laughs> he's got that form down to a science for sure there you go bit different one question every match we've got Not four. all football related no more more i mean i would think of more mascots we could put together like I guess you could do wolves wolves versus crystal palace eagles we've got to come up with more of that I like where that was going a baggy or a wolf baggy's a person <laughs> <laughs> I mean give me 90 baggies we might do the job but... a fox or a hammer well who's who's dwindling the hammer that's the thing there are four big matches this weekend four notable matches four matches that if you got the time you might want to watch this we're only talking four because we, we tend to ramble. Villa versus Leeds. Who's taking it, G? This is a this is a battle. I see this being a three two, and it's tough to call which way that three two is gonna go. But Aston Villa are on form more than Leeds at the moment, so I'm gonna go Villa three, Leeds two. <clears throat> is it an upset if Leeds beat them? I don't, call, I don't call it an upset. I don't think it'd be an upset, but I think Leeds could do it. For some reason. It all just seems too perfect for Aston Villa right now. But Something's we've seen that that could go on for a very long time, or it can be a matter of a week that everything changes. So I, I'll, go, I'll go Leeds here. Won't put a scoreline down, but I'll go Leeds. I think we all know Man United and Chelsea, obviously, the the biggest match of the weekend. Your primetime game. Well, that's primetime. Sunday night football, which the Bucks got moved to. Do you see that? Go Bucks. 
we got moved to 405 now because the Raiders tested positive for COVID. Are you talking about the 4 and 2 Buccaneers? 4 and 2, oh yeah. Okay. No, those we're are no the, longer those the, are the Buccaneers. We're not the Sunday about. night game anymore. That's a shame. Anyways, Southampton versus Everton is the other fixture we want to put in here rather than Man United Chelsea. That's why we've done four because G you defer from me here. I think Southampton pulled the upset. I don't agree with you. I think Everton roll on. Even with Hamas down? Yes. Okay. And Richardson out. Signings. Dom Cal-Lewin is still in that lineup. He's on form, and you've got to feed the hot hand. Danny Ings is also on this team. Danny Ings will score. 2-1 Everton. Let's call it 10 bucks. Put 10 beans on the line right here. Mm-hmm. See that hand? That's a shake. You heard it here. He didn't grip my hand very hard, but he knows yeah, I was, was thinking the social distancing stuff, to be honest with you. Oh, we got it. If you got it, I got it. Arsenal v Leicester. Who writes the ship this match? The Foxes versus the Gunners. Both lost 1-0 at the weekend. What is the score of this match? This one, I've been going back and forth on a little bit as well. But I'm going to make a solidified decision here. And I'm going to call Arsenal 3, Leicester 1. I think I have to go in Arsenal as well. I, uh, it came back in the midweek... And I, I just I believe that Arsenal are going to get it right at some point, and they're they're not going to be as inconsistent as they have been. So I'll go Arsenal as well. Big one, Man United, Chelsea. Chelsea drawing nil nil to Sevilla in the week. You've got Man United beating PSG two one away. Good result for Man United. Good time to play one another. Who takes it? I'm picking this because it backs up my fantasy fucking four pick, which we will get to shortly. I think Chelsea win. 2-1. If I had to give you a score. I hope so, but I'm I'm going... Boy, I hate this. I'm going 2-1 United. It's just one of those games. It's it's one of those teams that they always get up for. And... uh, they love playing Chelsea. Simple as that. I can tell you that as a recipient over the past couple of matches we've had against them. So, 2-1. Opposite ends here. Lastly, four more things from the HD Boys Fantasy Fucking 4. He's brought it back. That is me. 3-2 lead still to you, Garrett. Goalkeeper. Mr. Matty Ryan against West Bromwich Albion for the Seagulls. Hugo Lloris versus soon-to-be rock bottom Burnley. The only real clean sheet looking result. <laughs> yeah, he took the only one that I was really going for. But Seagulls and Baggies could very well be a nil-nil draw, so we all win there. Except if you're watching. Defense. <laughs> Nelson Semedo for Wolves against the Newcastle. I'm going Stuart Dallas to score a goal for Leeds. Midfield. Ugh. We will see. We'll see. I got. If you're going to make a call about a goal, then I'll make a call that Nelson Semedo gets an assist just to make it that much more pinpoint for you. A little bit of sauce. A little bit something for, the, for everybody back home from G-Money Jams right there. Next up, midfielders. I told you that my midfield decision affected my prediction of 
Chelsea Manchester United. And my midfielder is not only my midfield choice this week, but is also a midfielder in my fantasy team. Kai Havertz will run the show at Old Trafford. Hope so. Certainly hope so. How funny I've gone Marcus Rashford. He enjoys scoring against Chelsea, and he enjoys scoring worldies against Chelsea. So, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm going with the gut decisions, not thinking with my heart. Striker. Chat shit get banged. Mr. Jamie Vardy versus Arsenal. Man loves playing against the big six. And he's going to put in, I'm calling a double. One penalty, one open goal. Danny Ings scoring tings. Better believe it. Danny Ings up top. And that caps off the fantasy hooky four. Yet again, House Divided episode 43, bing, bang, boom, all done. Thursday night football, Giants-Eagles on the way. We'll give that a miss. And the game week starts tomorrow, Friday night football. Cheers to that, dude. Cheers to you. Cheers.